the Public News Service Daily Newscast, April the 19th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. The pandemic changed the way people vote in California. Some of those reforms made voting patterns more equitable and others did not, according to a new study from the Public Policy Institute of California. The decision to send mail-in ballots to all registered voters narrowed the gap between groups that often turn out in force, such as non-Hispanic white voters and older people, and those who are underrepresented, often people of color and younger folks. Study co-author Eric McGee says concerns about voter suppression are overblown. When you mail everybody a ballot, you get basically the same number of people turning out to vote. You're not suppressing one side's vote versus the other. There's no evidence that it alters election outcomes. And there really wasn't even a gap in opinions about mail balloting until the 2020 election. I'm Suzanne Potter. In recent years, many counties embraced the Voters' Rights Act, which allowed them to open regional vote centers to allow more early voting while closing down some local polling places. And in the midst of the pandemic, hope was in the air as construction proceeded on a -a one-of-a-kind housing project to serve a portion of Albuquerque's homeless community. A state-of-the-art facility called Hope Village, north of downtown, recently opened its doors, offering 42 residents housing along with mental, behavioral, and medical services. Program manager Abby Long believes there's a social benefit to having services centralized rather than spread around the city, which is a typical situation for the unhoused. They all signed leases. They all have their own apartments, their own agency and autonomy, because with scattered site housing, it's very isolating and can be very depressing. So we wanted to make sure that we are offering a different community. Hope Village is a $12 million collaborative effort between the city, county, and financing agencies spearheaded by Hope Works, a nonprofit focused on ending homelessness. I'm Roz Brown. According to Hope Works, 63% of extremely low-income households in Albuquerque are headed by a person identifying as black, indigenous, or person of color. With a household income of about $24,000 per year for a family of four. And a federal judge in Florida struck down the federal mask requirement on airplanes, trains, buses, and other public transit Monday. That comes less than a week after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention had extended it through May the 3rd. That from the New York Times. Their report in the decision, the judge in the case and appointee of President Trump voided the mandate. The Biden administration still reviewing that decision and assessing whether to appeal it. The CDC still recommending people wear masks in enclosed public transportation settings. This is PNS. Shared parenting agreements could become more common under a proposed bill in the state of Ohio. There are two possible outcomes when the court needs to intervene in child custody cases. Either one parent becomes the sole residential parent with the power to make decisions on the child's behalf. Or there is a shared parenting agreement, with both parents considered residential and authorized to make decisions about the child. House Bill 508 would make the shared parenting agreement the default, which Elizabeth McNeese with the National Parents Organization in Ohio says would help reduce the number of child custody battles. Good parents should not have to spend seventy, eighty, ninety thousand dollars just to remain a parent. Although House Bill 508 would set a presumed outcome for child custody cases, the bill also explicitly states that factors and scenarios, such as incidents of domestic violence or neglect, that would contest the presumption of equal parenting. Mary Sherman reporting. 
And this Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month, groups are urging more accountability for responding to assault, harassment, and a toxic culture within the Maine National Guard. Most assaults in the military go unreported, often because victims or survivors may fear social or professional retaliation, according to a report from the RAND Corporation. And the Veterans Administration notes military sexual trauma increases the risk of homelessness. Rebecca Gornel runs the Sisters in Arms Center, a safe haven and support group for Maine women in the military, both active service members and veterans. It is shocking how... There are just so many women that have been impacted by everything from like a, just a really toxic environment all the way over to full-blown assault that are in the National Guard. And it's definitely still currently going on. I'm Lou Bolke reporting. Finally, our Eric Tadoff tells us changes to a federal loan forgiveness program are erasing debt for public employees. But people have a limited window under the now overhauled program. The Public Service Loan Forgiveness Program cancels student debt for public servants after they make 10 years of payments and was streamlined by the Biden administration last year. Jordan Rogers is deputy director of the Great Falls-based financial nonprofit Rural Dynamics. She says the folks they've helped qualify for this program have expressed gratitude. Just an incredible amount of relief to have one source of debt paid off. And, you know, in some cases, people then can use that extra income to purchase a home for the first time or consider having a career path in the private sector. The Biden administration waiver makes certain loan programs and repayment plans that didn't qualify for forgiveness eligible for the program. This is Mike Clifford for Public News Service, member and listener supported, heard on radio stations big and small. Find us on your favorite podcast platform and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.